Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today's guest is astrologer to the world, to the stars. That's a, that's a, that's a great way to say astrologer to the stars. Um, world-renowned astrologist, James Moran. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. We did an episode before, and unfortunately, because I'm a one-man show, uh, I, 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 I deleted it, and it was, it was out of date. And so I'm having them back on. I'm having you back on, James, because it's a new year. It's, it's 2022. And already, I'm way off track. I could feel it. Uh, my, my stars don't feel like they're aligned. I'm, I'm, I'm missing my workouts. I'm, I'm, my sleep schedule's off. And I, and I need to know, and I, I'm sure the listeners need to know, what's going on in the stars? Break down for us. How to take care of ourselves month by month, please. All right, great. Thank you for having me here. I like your introduction of yourself. It sounds <laughs> like it sounds like Black Sabbath. Do you know Black Sabbath? I am Iron Man. Oh no. I remember in Catholic, it reminds me of Catholic school when all the kids wore a bunch of Black Sabbath t-shirts, and it was another uh goth group that they were into, but it was like, they were all black in the, in the, uh, well, I forget the boots, the, the heavy black boots. Combat boots. Yeah. But there was a name for it though. There was another name. Oh, Doc Martens. Yeah. The Doc Martens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, on, but man. before, but before, uh, you talk to us about us, uh, uh how are yeah. you, how are you feeling in this 2022 world? How are you, how are you thriving, surviving, breathing, eating, sleeping? Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling very good. I, uh, one of the joys of my professional of my profession is that I get to celebrate and expand upon the divine choreography of life. And that is to say that life does have there is a kind of a dance of of meaning and unfolding to life. And a lot of times when we're out of sync with ourselves, um, it can be like a crisis of faith that we don't, we, we're not really in rhythm with that, with that kind of unfolding, or we maybe doubt that life has meaning or, or, or something like that, or, or, or doubt maybe <clears throat> what we're doing, why we're doing it kind of, um, so anyways, that's just generally something that I really enjoy about my career is that I get to kind of celebrate the, the rhythm of the divine orchestration of life with people for me personally, uh, doing well, I'm doing, doing very good. Yeah. I feel great. And, uh, you know, you were talking about yourself and wanting to kind of jump on the new year and feel aligned. I think that's a word you used, right? Absolutely. I feel off yeah. track. Like I'm offline. Off yeah, I need to be rebooted. <laughs> so it sounds like it's time for an astrology reading for you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's, March eighteenth. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Pisces baby. You're a Pisces. Oh, okay. Well, then we got we can give you some insight here today, even even before giving you a one on one astrology reading. So, going into this, what you want to know as a listener is that there's a difference between an astrological weather forecast and a personal reading, because a personal reading, everything, what are called world transits, which is the movement of the celestial bodies through space, are reflective of 
the collective atmosphere that we live in. You could think of it almost like the tone of the headline of the news. Um, those are world transits. We're going to be talking about that today so that you can know kind of what the weather is out there in the world for the entire world. And that's really insightful and helpful, though uh, you, if you want to know specifically your personal uh, transits, what are called personal transits, like how this, the rhythm of your personal years unfolding, what themes are there, when, when they come up, um, you want to, you want a one-on-one astrology reading. And so, so anyways, that's kind of like a little bit of structure here for that though, because you are born in March and you're born as uh, Pisces, there's actually going to be a particular note for, for Pisces, which you'll be able to personalize pretty easily, kind of like, just like plug in to your personal life. Otherwise it's, it's general. So it's kind of gives us a sense of the general weather for everybody. It's like, you know, if you want to go surfing or something, you want to know the general weather. Uh, but if you want a, an astrology reading, you're going to know about maybe what you're thinking about, what you're surfing, what's up for you, you know, like what's, what's going on inside internally in yourself. So, yeah. Shall yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm definitely excited to, uh, can we, can we start off with like the, what's going on in the world? Because, uh, you yeah. know, January, February, like what, what kind of rhythms, uh, because I love how you describe that as, uh, celebrating the, the rhythm of the, of the divine life and the, and the choreography of it. So yeah. what can the listeners, cause you know, I have, I have, everybody's representing different astrological signs. Um, sure. What do they? What can they expect to experience, and how do they um, prepare themselves for that, or or or, or, or uh, you know uh, live their best life through each yeah. Uh, phase? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So you can kind of uh, take advantage. You know, you take advantage like when it's when you know the weather, when it's rainy outside, you know it's a good day to plan on sipping sipping hot chocolate with your homies when it's sunny outside, you know, it's a good time to go to the beach. So we're going to talk about that weather so you can plan accordingly. And, uh, shall I start with January? Absolutely. Okay. So here we are. We're at the beginning of January here at the, the recording of this, of this podcast. And, uh, it's kind of an interesting entry into, uh, January from December. So major features of January is that uh, you're going to hear me talk about each month and a couple of features, two, three features for each month. And I'm going to use astrological lingo. And uh, if you hear some words you don't understand, never fear. I'm going to follow up with an explanation. So we have a, a Saturn Uranus square. We have Venus retrograde. And we have Jupiter enters Pisces. And so the Saturn Uranus square is something that will be with us this whole year and it was with us all last year and it's kind of a big that's like that's a big bold stroke of energy that is worth understanding because it'll just help you make sense of the world that we're in right now and and it's 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 a big bold stroke that can it was even there in 2020 a little bit 2021 and then it went really exact on christmas december this last christmas 2021 so it's still very tightly aligned right now and that has to do with the combination between uranus and saturn intention so uranus is the archetype of freedom the exciting 
the thrilling, the technological, the innovative, the forward looking. And Saturn is an archetype that is somewhat almost could be construed as opposite of that. It has to do with rules, boundaries, the past, traditions, um, kind of the heavy, heavy burdens of reality that keep us grounded. Um, and, and so when you put those two together, you get things like, uh, you know, retrospectively in 2021, we had things like, and even 2020, the whole thing of, if you want to be free and have fun with your friends, you got to put all these boundaries in place. You got to be like, you got to observe whatever, six feet. If you want to be free, if you want to go into, be able to go into a store, you got to put a mask on, you got to observe six feet different, like a uh, distance. And that's kind of like, you have to put in this boundary in order to have freedom. You can also hear it in the kind of the vaccine debate where it's like, you got to do this preparatory cautionary thing in order to have the freedom to do whatever you want. Um, and so, and then also you get it, it shows up in different layers of society. You also get it that Uranus is associated with technology and advancements and the future and sci-fi and Saturn is associated with things like consequences uh, and kind of realities. And now we're in a world where there was this kind of, uh, I guess you could say hearing about Facebook and there's this disclosure that social media is actually something that is not really good. It's a technological advancement, but the consequences for it are not good for the mental health of people because they get, you know, the things that get upregulated in social media are just like incendiary, you know, uh, scandalous, uh, controversial things. And then you get kind of hooked to that and it sends you another one and it kind of sends you another one, just wants to keep your attention hooked and go down a rabbit hole. And it, it's, it's bad for the mental health of the world because people start to go down these rabbit holes. So that's, that's an example of, of that, the Uranus, the, the, the technological advancement, but actually the Saturn, the consequences that that's, uh, so how does that, so as we go, as we charge into the year, uh, that combination is, um, really tight. It's very tight still. And how does it show up for people personally? I mean, that's, that's how we've seen it on the world scale. How does it show up for people personally? And actually, before I talk about how it shows up personally, I just want to say that when we have a transit, that's any alignment to the planets, that's the word astrologers use, transit. When you have a transit, and particularly like a long one, where you are in it for several years, like for instance, this Uranus Saturn, it usually begins and when it first starts as a rough energy, it's kind of tough. You really have to... Uh, kind of navigate it in a way that's new to us. It's new energies, it's new, and we, we really have to figure it out. But the hope is as we move forward, we begin to kind of suss it out and get it and, and dial it in and, and get the best from it, get the most from it. And that's true on a collective level and it's true on an individual level. So collective level, for instance, would be having, as we get through this transit in 2022, for instance, having technology that is grounded. So technology, innovation, Uranus, that's grounded, Saturn, mature, associated with past kind of 
traditional past traditions. It's doesn't, it's not without roots in, in the past and history and tradition. For an individual, it's it's really it it really brings up questions about freedom and structure, and even like freedom and commitment. And so we see a lot of wrestling with um freedom and commitment like with for instance jobs you know jobs went into this uh virtual online job thing where it's like technological technology allowed us a lot of freedom but then you're in your home you're not in the workspace are you really committed to getting the work done um and then in in like for instance relationships it's 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 very potent because it really forces us to have to find our own sense of freedom so we can really be ourselves but at the same time you know honor the commitment and it really kind of ask for like sculpt uh, structural adjustments and uh so as we go into january that's, that's strong that's strong as we're in january and uh also you know speaking of relationships in january venus goes retrograde in the sign of capricorn and the venus retrograde puts an emphasis on relationships because venus is associated with relationships associated venus is the archetype of pleasure and harmony and as such it's associated with you know when you strum a common chord with another individual your friends your your lovers your loves that's associated with venus the pleasure that that comes from that kind of warmth and connection venus also associated with beauty associated with art artistry and so when Venus goes retrograde, it happens about once every 18 months, it's really hard to move forward in those areas of life. Venus actually is also associated with, to some extent with money and things that we value. And it's hard to move forward because we've really gotten to the point where we have to go back and take stock and take inventory. So like in relationships, any past issues that have kind of just piled up, it's really the time to go back friendships too you know sometimes in friendships you know maybe a little hurt here a little hurt there and it it kind of it kind of piles up and and we you know it's like over time you're like oh it's nothing but you know it really isn't nothing it's kind of clouding the atmosphere so it's a time venus retrograde is a time to go back reconnect where you want to course correct even with money with if you're an artist or you're into beautiful music beautiful artistic expression you know you might find an old album from the past that's what retrogrades are about they're about moving backwards looking at the past and uh so so you know the fact that the uranus uh the saturn uranus is there too freedom and structure that you can just kind of put that together in your mind you know going back reassessing relationships finding out how you can balance between commitment and freedom and and then lastly for for january we uh, have jupiter go ahead go ahead so you you said looking back at past relationships and uh -huh. reassessing what would that look like how do you practice that you know i have a practice of every year where i take note of the previous year i look back through my calendar and i look at the events and just to take stock of what I achieved, accomplished, experienced. Because in a year, That's great. there's so much that happens that, that we forget. 
how do you I can tell you're you're a coach aren't you? are you a coach <laughs> I do I do coach yeah. yeah I can tell because that's a good practice you know when you go back and you look and you recognize your accomplishments it's basically a reward for your nervous system you know it gives it gives the nervous system a a a, a good feeling which allows you to then feel that you're making progress and then can make new rewards that will call you forward so anyways I applaud you Well that's interesting that you say that that going back allows us to reward our nervous system or looking at past accomplishments because I do a thing at the end of the day where I check off things that are done. And I remember reading that checking off things that we've gotten done throughout the day releases that dopamine, that feel good drug. And it definitely tucks me in at night to look back and say, Oh, I did a few things throughout the day. It feels like I've done nothing. And then when I sit down and actually take stock of my day, then I go, oh, yeah, I forgot I did that and did that and had this conversation and and met with that person and and petted a dog and, you know, (laughs) went for a walk, got the steps in, infrared sauna, all those things. Um, There's so much that can happen in a day. Is that so going back to the original question of uh, reassessing the past, how do you practice that or how do you suggest to listeners you know, because sure. a lot of times people look back and, and, and it'll just bring up more resentment and pain and hurt. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, to just step back and wax kind of in a, in a large perspective and with the astrological assistance, you know, for me, a lot of what being a human is about is to realize that we are, you know, when we look at your birth chart, for instance, that's, that's, that's the chart of when you were born. And that's when you look at in a reading, you know, it's like you, the, the external universe, the sky, when you're born reflects your nature. And so there's a sense that the universe, you are a part of the universe, that, that, that you are like an essential part of the universe. You aren't, you know, people oftentimes get down, you know, myself, others, I've seen it. It's like, uh, life, oh, it's kind of against me or something. It's really hard. And, and uh, you know, when you do something, you accomplish something, you're, you're, you're kind of recognizing that, oh, I have a place here. I have skills. I have, you know, and it's all, it's, you know, I'm, I'm kind of meant to be here. This is, I belong here. You know, like these skills are inborn in me or I developed them and, and life is a part of me and I'm a part of life. And so, yeah, looking back, I mean, what I would, do I also do what you do where I, I, I look back and I look forward in terms of my planning of my year. When it's a Venus retrograde, what I would do is, um, and I've done this actually for this Venus retrograde, is I just put on a piece of paper, you know, you can kind of grid it however you want or do it artistically, lay it out however you want. But Venus is, is generally associated with relationships. So like, you know, like love relationships, friendships, also finances and things that we value also artistic expression so you can have those kind of like quadrants and then just uh you know write down what you would like like what would be the ideal thing for you this coming year in those quadrants and when you do that because Venus is retrograde, it just, it just by nature makes us look back and, and kind of reassess. It, make, it even makes us look at the current, at the present, and, and with, a, with a sense of 
of, of reassessing. And usually what happens is that two things happen. One is that we've written down what our ideal situation is in those areas of life, which actually helps us articulate what we want, which actually helps us recognize it when we get there and we see what we want because we've articulated it to ourselves. And that's a very helpful thing, again, for the nervous system, for the mind. And then another thing that it does is it kind of gets us a little bit in rhythm with life, with the universe, with our life, because generally what happens is we don't necessarily get exactly what we wrote there, but we get kind of something similar and we can see how the thing that we get is usually like the right thing. So we can see how, oh, life is actually like life's hearing me, but life actually has its own intelligence that knows what I really need. So, you know, I think I need this and I might get something close to it, but what I actually get is the thing that's kind of like a close reflection, but actually what I really need. And that's, and then that, you know, for me at least, really gives a sense of the rhythm, divine orchestration. Like, wow, this is really cool. I'm kind of like working it with, you know, it's like a conversation happening here and I'm learning from life. And um, so that's something I might recommend for, for the Venus retrograde, which will be, active for all this month all of january and even february it'll still the themes will still be up because what happens is once it goes backwards it has to go again forward and make up that same track that it went backwards on and you can feel it you know when it goes backwards along that track we reassess things and then when it goes forward we move forward on those same things that we reassessed um yeah is that so, that so to um rehash what you just shared with us you know make columns of love finances friendships artistic expression and then writing down what the ideal thing would be for you for this year and and, and what exactly you would love for that to look like financially artistically lovingly uh, relationally mm -hmm. occupationally mm -hmm. And, and it's because when we're able to articulate it, then we can recognize it. Because you, you made a great point. A lot of times we do receive things in our life. And because we haven't been clear on what it is our ideal situation is, we don't recognize when it's there. And then it slips through our fingers. And then we look back and go, oh, it's like the scene in a movie where, you know, two people walk past each other. And then right. the person a day later or moments later go, oh, I know that, you know. Um, but yeah. and so, but the more we're able to articulate it and look at it, uh, then the, the easier it is for us to recognize it. So I, I, I appreciate you sharing that part. Now, I cut you off because awesome. you were about to go into something about Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter enters into Pisces. It entered like um, almost at the first of the month. I think it was maybe on the 30th or 31st or 29th or something, but yeah, Jupiter entered in the Pisces. <clears throat> Generally speaking, that's a nice, hopeful transit. You know, when Jupiter, Jupiter is the archetype of abundance, expansion, growth, kind of positivity, optimism, uplift. And Pisces is the sign that's associated with kind of like a dreamy ideal. And when we get the two together, it generally speaking for the collective puts a kind of like a hue into the lens of the collective. That's a bit rosy. Um, it's a bit kind of like uplifting and uh, that's nice because, you know, it's been, it's been 
in some ways there have been some moments that have been a real slog in the past two years. So like um, when Jupiter and is in Pisces, it's just generally a hint of optimism. I mean, if you want to, <coughs> we don't want to go too overboard with it. Like if you have a lot of planets in Pisces, um, you know, if we go too overboard with generally the optimism of Jupiter and Pisces is, is optimism and also a sense of kind of like faith, hope. But if we go too far with that, it can be kind of like a delusion of something that's not really real. Um, but, you know, for the most part, Jupiter and Pisces is, is nice. It's nice. You know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, it's the balcony view over, over a Caribbean sea, you know, it's really, really nice. And, uh, you know, it's, I think that's a good balm for the collective and even for us individually after having been through a turn of a time, you know, a turn of an era pre pre 2020 and post 2020. So <laughs> when we're talking about January, it, it sounds like it's a time for us to, um, it's it, basically, it sounds like the theme of January is freedom is, uh, setting boundaries freedom is structure and it's with it's we only get freedom when we have things in place when we have a blueprint in place for us to follow along versus just doing whatever we want to do um there, there can't be progress or innovation unless we have some type of structure and routine and so that goes to the importance of having a routine throughout our day because that's a way of creating a boundary for ourself. Uh, you know, I know for myself that I wake up and like, oh, I'll just wing it and figure it out when uh, it, it's it more often than not is not quite satisfying when I do it that way. And I find much more nourishment creating a structure boundary or an idea of how I want my day to, or how I want to choreograph my day. I'm going to start using or orchestrate my day. Orchestrate, start using yeah. it, James. Um, and then the other part that you mentioned is the the looking back and reassessing. So, and I love that because a lot of times we try to keep moving forward and adding things to our plate and trying to optimize and grow and uh, you know climb this ladder. And there's an there's an importance of looking back, of reassessing just to see. Wait, how far have we come? So, Take some time to pat yourself on the back there, ladies and gentlemen, because you, you'll look back and realize, oh, I have I've done a few things and um, and, I'm, and I'm happy and satisfied with a few things. And and then decide how you want to move forward versus just, you know, cutting away at the weeds until you find some clearing. Did, am I am I summarizing? Am I articulating that? Yeah, I should take you along with me to some of my other talking gigs because you got a good uh, ability to kind of encapsulate it i mean exactly 100 percent. and so when for the listeners out there besides reassessing and looking back uh at the month and putting having a daily routine are there other things that we can do for the month of january to rejuvenate or take care of our <clears throat> mental health or well-being I mean, I would say just those, like just to, um, you know, in honor of, of Saturn and Uranus, in order to have the freedom to explore the whole month, put in the place a little time frame so that we don't, you know, like spend too much time on, on one month doing a little 
doing a little ceremony astrology right here, like actually honoring the archetypes as we're talking. So yeah, I think that's good for, for uh, January, you know, use it as a time to reassess the Venusian. And then also the Jupiter Neptune can be good. You know, you can, you can kind of think, even though it's winter time, you know, at least in the Northern hemisphere, like you can think of warm waters, hopeful, optimistic stuff, Jupiter, Pisces, get a positive outlook on the year. Did you say warm waters? Say more about that because I've been craving a hot bath and heat. That's why I've been doing the infrared saunas lately. So when you say warm waters, say more about that. Well, the the Jupiter and Pisces. So Pisces is a water sign, and um, Pisces can be associated with Neptune, planet Neptune, and the god Neptune in Greco-Roman mythology, god of the ocean. So water, the ocean. And then Jupiter is just a uh, kind of an uplifting, very positive, buoyant thing. So, you know, sunny day, warm water body, you know, something that makes like water that you can float in. You feel supported by life. You feel supported by uh, the universe. That's a Jupiter and Pisces kind of feel. Uh, man, so that makes me want to go do one of those salt baths or floating tanks that's what it sounds yeah. like i need right now yeah yeah, like a, yeah maybe with some yeah yeah that'd be cool maybe with Healing. some positive up, uplifting operatic music or something <laughs> Healing supported so first of all i want to say james i realized i was overly ambitious thinking we can get through all 12 today because we spent so much time on january for us to do yeah. all 12 would be a bit ambitious so I want to stick with January, February, okay. uh, just to honor your time. And I appreciate you doing this last minute. Uh, yeah. But because I, I also want to delve a little bit more into this idea of feeling supported. Um, can can we can you share more about how we the, the listeners can feel a bit more supported uh, in whatever way that that means for you as an astrologist? Well. Um, I would say that, you know, as we go into February and even if we get a chance to do March, I think we'll be able to expand on this as well, but just to kick us off, you know, the, the universe is this, the, the movement of the planets, the movement of celestial bodies, they're moving around and they, they have this kind of two steps forward, one step back thing that they do with retrograde motion. And so it creates this kind of moving picture, which is reflection. It's a reflection of, of the energies here in, in our world on the planet. And, um, you know, some of the times the, what it reflects is, is really is difficult. You know, it's challenging times. And, you know, we want to feel supported during those challenging times. We want to tap, you know, we got to dig deeper to feel that, that the universe is a, is a benevolent, you know, benevolent thing during challenging times, because challenging times really make us grow. Um, and, you know, when we look back, we have memories, we oftentimes remember the challenging times more because we're like, whoa, you know, I rose to this challenge and, you know, or it was so tough or whatever. Um, but it, it's, it can be easy sometimes to forget the like times that the universe gives us a break and it gives us uh, just a supportive, positive uplift for free, you know, like just because we're here, we deserve it. And like a warm bath, you know, sometimes we take a warm bath, we might just enjoy it. But then the next day, we might have forgotten that we took a warm bath. And so 
it's nice to like, for instance, Jupiter going into Pisces, it's nice to just sometimes like just stop and just allow ourselves to feel good, you know, like allow ourselves to do something that makes us feel good. And also if we have an intention to feel good, the universe will oftentimes line us up with that opportunity to feel good that we, that just comes out of just organically unfolds in front of us, even if we didn't plan on it, you know, like you're walking down the street and then you, you go by, you know, like your friends in a spa or something and they come out and they're like, Oh, what are you doing? Oh, come on in. Or, you know, and it's like, you get to just feel nice, you know, get to feel supported. And so those, those times are worth seizing. And so Jupiter and Pisces is reflective of an energy that's out there. That is a kind of a positive supportive, again, that warm water, that we can float on you can feel like life is a positive thing that's supporting you and as we get into february march it's actually increases that 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 vibe increases so it's good it's uh i'm happy to go into that when when you're I, ready i love it yeah i definitely uh yeah let's hop into february i definitely and then, and then like i said we'll We'll wrap it up there because uh, I, I definitely want us to go in depth, but um, uh, but I want okay. to respect. Okay, that. so February. Um, I mean, just to f follow on to the thread that I was just mentioning, what's happening is is that Jupiter is entering into Pisces and it's it's moving. You know, it's moving forward. It's got a nice clip to it. It's moving a little bit quick, um, and it moves from. Uh, the beginning of Pisces to mid Pisces. And then once it gets past mid Pisces, it starts getting into what's called a conjunction with Neptune because Neptune is in uh, the latter third of Pisces. And so when you have a Jupiter Neptune conjunction, so just to give you a sense, like uh, Pisces and Neptune are kind of ha have a resonant symbolism, the Pisces. So, so, I mean, you must be familiar with Pisces being a Pisces, you know, having been born with the sun in Pisces, being born in March. Um, Pisces as a sign is associated with the kind of, uh, it's associated with spirituality, it's associated with imagination and the kind of like a dreaminess. Um, it's associated on the challenging side, it could be associated with dreaminess as kind of like escapism. But on the positive side, it's like kind of like a sense of, uh, a, a sense of spiritual faith i guess you could say like a sense that the that the that the life is a kind of a spiritual journey and it's all good in the end and it's it kind of inspires like a imaginative colorful visionary bent and so if that's pisces neptune is that even more so so the archetype of neptune is even more of that so neptune is really associated with spirituality really associated with faith really associated with imagination dreams um Neptune is basically associated with infinite planes. And so that includes like the dream realm, the realm of the imagination, the infinite ocean, infinite sky, infinite spirit realm, infinite um, kind of oneness that lies behind all things. And so when you have Jupiter and Pisces, you already have a positive, just general background, rosy lens to, to life. And then when it starts to contact Neptune, uh, it's more so. So it gets more visionary, hopeful, because Jupiter, again, is that uplifting, optimistic uh, archetype. So you have the spiritual archetype and the optimistic archetype coming together. So it becomes very, you know, if we're talking about faith in life or spirituality or, or, or 
religion or something like that, you can feel very much buoyed, um, very much supported. If we're talking about like the imagination, um, you know, it can be really imaginative time. We're talking about dreams can be really active time for dreams. Um, just to give you a sense, I got this actually from the astrologer, Chris Brennan. Last time Jupiter and Neptune were together was when the, the movie Avatar came out. And that gives you a good sense of the Jupiter and Neptune. You know, Avatar, when it came out, it was like, whoa, this movie is enti almost entirely CGI. And it's so like colorful and all these like beasts and animals and plants that are kind of like iridescent. And, and so the next, uh, the next, the second Avatar is coming out now, now that Jupiter is again connecting with Neptune again conjoining with neptune again avatars the next the next avatar is coming out so that gives you a sense of like you know even even the movie itself is so help hopeful and wholesome and um and so anyways that's that's the 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 month of february start to feel like that you know jupiter and pisces which is a general background lens that's rosy as it starts to get towards the end of the month you get jupiter a little closer to Neptune it starts to get come to the foreground and you know we start to see like hopeful visions of the future um and even feel like I mean it like for instance for yourself um as as a kind of as like a coach it's a great time for get for getting people to do visualization exercises like what 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 do they want to envision because those senses for all of us we heightened that faculty in us that ability to kind of visualize or think about a hopeful uh vision of 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 you know whatever it is whether it be the world or our own personal life and so that's that's you know that's very notable i mean that's that's like when it gets when jupiter gets to towards neptune i mean it'll be really tangible you'll be able to walk out onto the street and, and see it you'll be able to just close your eyes and feel it inside yourself you'll be able to open your laptop and see it like in the news so it's a it's a it's a notable one um and then for you personally because you were born with the sun in pisces you know i don't know what what was your birthday again do you mind march sharing? 18th 1976. okay so um you said 76. yes sir oh right. we're born the same year right on 76 baby that's a good year that yes sir bi bicentennial that was the year that punk rock came out that was the year that a bunch of good Parliament Funkadelic albums came out. <laughs> okay, so um, so if I'm not mistaken, that means that um, you were born with the sun towards the latter part of Pisces, which means that Neptune is probably transiting your sun, and then you're gonna have Jupiter transit your sun. And the sun is the sense of identity, the I, the me. That's why when you're born with a sun in a certain sign, that's why people say, I am a Gemini. I am a Pisces. I am a Capricorn. Because it's the sun that's there. That I, that I am. That's the that's the archetype of the sun. And so, uh, you know, Neptune itself, when it's on the sun, can be a little confusing because it's associated with these infinite planes. And so sometimes our previous our sense of like the I, the me, my goals, how I shine can get a little bit kind of like diluted out into this sense of infinite possibilities and a little bit hard to kind of like get our footing of like where to go. Um, ultimately though, it's, 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 it's for the sake of kind of spiritualizing, like get, getting in touch with our faith and like, Oh, life is guiding. 
life has guided me. And then when Jupiter gets there and transits, I mean, that's a good transit, Jupiter, Neptune, natal sun, um, your sense of like your life mission, your visionary capacity can really go towards that. You get like, like downloads, like, wow, what I can do with my, and it, and it happens not by like will, like I'm going to do it myself. It's more like, let me just connect with life and let life flow through me, like in a watery kind of way. Like the waves, you know, they just like massage the beach. Like, let me just let life massage out of me my potential. And and it becomes like a really visionary time. So that goes for all, uh, you know, everybody born towards the latter half of Pisces. And if you're born towards the earlier half of Pisces, you're still going to get Jupiter go over your natal sun in the beginning and in in more like in February. And that's uh, that's nice, too. That's a nice transit. Ho- hopeful. We feel very buoyed, very you know, uplifted, get a lot of recognition in the world. Jupiter's expansivity on our, our sense of eye tends to mean that we get seen, we get recognized. It's nice. So, so a little a little sum for you there. So in February, it sounds like we're buoyed and supported by the universe and and how things are aligning. What are some of the ways we can get in our own way? And, you know, because we talk about riding the wave of, yeah. Uh, the, the, the the choreography of the universe but what are some ways that we might you know um uh, sabotage uh the, yeah. the flow of the universe during in so period. that transit right that transit is really um one that's telling us all to kind of loosen the grip a bit on our life it's like it's almost like if things aren't going our way we got to like tighten up the grip and really control the 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 wheel and kind of like wrestle it back in the direction we want to go, but it's not really like that. You know, it's almost like we actually need to loosen up the grip and get in touch with that. Like life is a flowing and it's, it's, it's actually, we're actually wasting energy by gripping too much. So we want to kind of more like save that energy by flowing with it. And that's, that's for everybody. I mean, for the people that are born in the latter half of Pisces, that's going to be even more particularly tangible. But for everybody, that's going to be the case. You know, it's like, it's just, I mean, that's why I talked about faith. You know, you got to have faith that like, that things are going to work out and and know that your visioning capacity and your ability to make a, 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 a convincing vision is more likely to activate your subconscious and activate your life than you just willing your way towards something. Um. And even listen to your dreams. That's another good one, particularly during transit like that. You know, your dreams start to kind of become more articulate and like colorful. Really interesting. Um, so that's one. Another one, one, one last little piece that I'm going to put in there for February, which is another transit that if we know about it, it's less likely to trip us up. And that is the transit, you know, while everything is going on that we already talked about, there's going to be this, uh, what's called a Venus-Mars conjunction. And that is something that is a little bit unusual this time around because just the way retrograde motion works, and the way that the movement of planets works, Venus and Mars are going to be together for a really long period of time. Usually they, it's just a matter of a week or, or two weeks or something like that. But they're together um, you know, they start to be together in, in January, even then they're really together in February and I think maybe even March. Um, and so what that is, is that Venus in this context um, is very much associated with 
love, friendship, um, and also artistic expression. But because Mars is there, Mars is the archetype that wants to heat things up. It's an archetype of forceful action. It's an archetype of bravery. It's the archetype of um, conflict. On its challenging end of the spectrum, it's like conflict. On its positive end of the spectrum, it's assertiveness, bravery, kind of activation, athleticism, competition. And so when those two are together, it means that the, the relationship side of life and even the friendship side of life is going to be really heated up. And so we want to be aware of that because sometimes it can show up as like frustrations and arguments with like your lover, with your friends. Um, and then we can feel like you said, like, oh, maybe we get frustrated with ourselves, with, with where we're at. But actually, we want to recognize that it's the time to actually really heat up that side of life that has to do with love, has to do with friendship. Like if you're not dancing, you need to be dancing. You know, that's that artistic expression, but it's not, it's not a kind of like a, a still or a stagnant artistic expression. It's a very active one, you know, like you're expressing, dancing, moving. If you're in a relationship, you know, if you're dating or whatever it is, like, you know, get brave, get out there. Um, sexuality, sensuality, it's very activating. And if, and if we are holding that back, we can get on the other side of Mars, which is like more like ir irritable and argumentative. So that's, that's important. That's, a, that's an important one to keep in mind that it's really, and it's very, very tangible. It's like really at the forefront. Um, so it's kind of in your face, like it's really a time to get things moving, you know, get your friendships active, go out, don't just sit and play video games or, or don't just sit and watch TV, like you know, get active, get out there, um, you know, with your, with your partner, like dance, um, with your, uh, you know, with your artistic expression, get the blood pumping, get the, get it going, really get it working. Um, so anyways, that's another little February kind of tip so that we can take advantage of that energy rather than just getting in a bunch of arguments. I love it. So it sounds like January is the month where we're, re we're looking back and then reassessing and then looking at how we can put structures or boundaries in place to move forward, innovate and grow. And then February seems like the time where we are kind of activating on that on that reassessment on on the boundaries that we put in place in terms of you talking about expression bravery assertiveness and what i love about that idea of 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 movement and dance and sexuality and and, and but also potentially frustration and arguments is that when we are putting new structures in place when we are saying okay yeah. when we're defining boundaries yeah. It affects the people in our lives and yeah. it is it's, going to require an increase of communication and conversation and collaboration in order to get them to move in alignment with our new vision, what we visualized in uh, January. And then also the, you know, to, to help us, uh, uh, uh solidify or, or manifest our infinite uh plans and dreams that we're experiencing now in february so i, I love that idea of of reassessing looking back for january and then um now we have to be assertive in executing uh in 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 or february and then so i know i said let's stop at february but can we do march so we can get like a quarterly report and then we could have sure. you 
on every uh, three months to do this. Right. Give us a, let us know what the what the quarter's looking like. Like we're Warren right Buffett. On. Right on. Yeah. So March. Um, I mean, it's it's easy because it's a lot of it's the same. Um, it's just that Jupiter and Neptune really becomes quite strong as we get from March into April. So it's it's. Uh, I mean, for instance, what you'll start seeing is you start seeing spiritual movements or spiritual, you know, churches or or whatever start becoming like more active, more visionary. You'll see in the arts and the movies kind of like more vivid, high definition, imaginative stuff. You start seeing in your dreams an activation period, your own ability to uh, vision. Uh, it kind of like peaks that. It actually peaks in April, but March is pretty good too. Um, so that's that's like really kind of really obvious by the time we get there. I mean, it's cool, you know, people gonna listen to this podcast and then when they get there, they'll be like, oh my word, there it is, you know? Great time to plan a vacation in the tropics or something where you're like in that like beautiful azure water. Um, so, and then interestingly, the Venus-Mars conjunction, which is, you know, just like you said, Leo, it's like, you know, uh, January is the looking back, reassessing, and then we got to put boundaries in place. Then we, when we move forward in February, you know, you, there might be some friction there because when you put up boundaries and you get your own freedom, it, everybody's got to readjust. And so you make it some friction there. But what, what February asks of us is to get that friction out. Don't let it sit because it'll end up as arguments. So actually like intentionally get confrontation and conversation going so you can get it out, you know, and if it's with your partner, you know, let it, let it become physical friction that becomes passion and like, and so, um, and then as we get into March, what happens is that same Venus Mars conjunction moves into the Saturn Uranus alignment, which is really asking us to have boundaries in place, like dial in freedom boundaries in our mars side like our motivation side you know have discipline in place so that we can have freedom it's almost like you said at the beginning like structure your day with everything structured towards the beginning so at the end of the day you can do that bike ride you can do that active thing you know and then with venus uh as it gets there it's like really asking us to very specifically um kind of structure our life around around finances friendship art beauty love kind of it's that's like really asking us to restructure there um and sometimes that can even mean saying goodbye to a friend or two if they're kind of you know if there's like this sense of like that that friendship is really kind of a detriment to your energy you might even have to like cut somebody off you know it happens like um and so so that's March, you know, that's, that's March. It's, it's really dynamic. It, you, we can feel the tension when we're there, but we want to know that that tension is asking for something even better on the other side of it, more sense of freedom, more sense of, of structure and groundedness within which we can freely be our nature in the realm of relationship, finances, art, and also in the realm of the Mars, like uh, motivation, physicality, athleticism, things like that. I, I love that. So looking at March, we're talking about activation. And I love the word activation because in February, we're talking about assertiveness and 
and there's going to be frustration with the communication and, and new boundaries set in place and, and the new vision that we have. And then we get to activate it. We, we, get, to, we, we get to take off. It's, it's kind of like now, now the rocket gets to launch and all systems will go. And then, um, but, but also it's a time to celebrate because you said, uh, if I heard you correctly, it's also time to plan a vacation. Now, March is not the time to take a vacation. I want to make that clear. You said plan a vacation. Uh, sorry, no, you could take it. I mean, I mean, yeah, plan. Well, I mean, in terms of planning, March would be great for just pl- planning <coughs> anything, like because your visionary capacity is there. So even like planning your five-year plan or your one-year plan or your, or just you know planning your solopreneur career or like whatever it is, like it's just such a very inspiring time. If you took a vacation, that'd be cool too. Um, you know, there's like uh you know between march and april maybe you can get a vacation in there and like um i mean even if you even if you don't take a vacation maybe you can just go somewhere where there's um supportive waters like i remember uh i lived for a long time in santa cruz california and there was this like zen place that had like the zen gardens and these like hot tubs and like it was just like a relaxation spa place and like Kiva, I believe it's called. And so anyways, um, you know, you, maybe you don't have to take a vacation. You can just find it, you know, the universe provides. And, you, you know, like the darndest things show up in the darndest places when we least expect it. But, you know, that, that Jupiter-Neptune is positive. It's a positive, uplifting, supportive. It's good for melting. If there's anything that can make you feel like you melt. Yeah, like a massage or being in a hot tub or being in a Caribbean ocean or, you know, being on some type of visionary journey. Uh, it's nice. It's nice for that. Dissolving boundaries. Interesting because there's a lot of dissolving boundaries with that transit, but the Saturn Uranus is asking us actually to adjust our boundaries. So that's that's a conversation that we're going to have to have as a collective and you're going to have to have with your life personally when you get closer to it. Like, what does that mean? You know, like, there's a melting quality and a desire to want to dissolve boundaries, but on another, there's another ask that is asking us to adjust our boundaries. So they more suit us so we can be free. So what that's going to look like, we don't know yet, but just kind of keep those key words kind of in your mind as we get closer, you know, and then when you start to see it, you kind of get it. And then again, you kind of, you can wink at the universe. You can look at a little star twinkling up in the sky. Like it's winking at you. You can wink back at it. Cause you get it, you get the rhythm of, of, of unfolding. Like, okay, I see my issues that are coming up. Aren't really random. They're actually invitations to growth. That is in the, 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 the rhythm of the universe. It's kind of like in step with the universe. I love it. And then for myself is just overall for the next three yeah. months, what, what I, as a Pisces, you know, March 1876, what are uh how do i ride the wave and then what are my potential obstacles um just you know know that probably the biggest one is is that visionary thing that that uh i mean the obstacle could actually be that it's such a big visionary time that sometimes the vision can be a little overblown actually as you get particularly as you get through march uh, and into april like um that's okay as long as you're aware of that 
you know, and sometimes you can even have fun with it. You can be like, you know what, I'm going to use this time to do some visioning about my, how I want to shine in the world and how I want, what's my life mission. And, you know, because this is a big energy that's really visionary and kind of, you know, a bit overblown sometimes, like, why not, why not just go crazy with it? Like, just do, just, just, just kind of like exaggerate, get into hyperbole, just knowing that you might have to pedal back a little bit as you, as you go. It's almost just like as an exercise, you know, like just because otherwise, if you're not aware that it can get overblown, you might get into visioning at that time and then is overblown but you're not aware that it can over, be overblown you're very attached to this kind of like overblown view whereas if you're aware that it can get overblown just have fun with it make it ridiculous you know like make it like that i'm gonna be you know that i'm gonna colonize jupiter and become the king of of, of jupiter or something i don't know what but like you know you can make it make it as as big and bold as you want and then you can laugh at yourself and you can just know that the inspiring tingling motivational kind of energy is there with you to just get you excited, make you feel good, make you feel positive. Um, and most of all, most importantly, connect you up with the fact that the universe is on your side. You don't have to do everything. Have faith and then also attend to your friendships and your and your your partnerships and you know keep keep the energy keep the energy dynamic. Ask for freedom, ask for boundaries get get a bit confrontational all for the sake of coming closer together um, so that you can you know have a dance party and, and release the tensions it's almost like when people have a dance party sometimes it's like you're shaking out tension you know it's like you want to get rid of all that tension that builds up between people and just shake it out and get get wild and um that's a powerful <laughs> statement you just made confront to get closer together yeah. instead of turning away or avoiding or isolating or withdrawing. Sometimes we have to confront the people in our lives, confront our emotions, our behaviors, our feelings, our thoughts in order to get closer to the other person, to get closer to ourselves, to get closer to our ideas in the yeah. universe. So that's, that's powerful, man. I, I really appreciate you sharing that is there anything else uh that you want to share about the next three months that, that we haven't talked about james um yeah i would say just uh <clears throat> i would i would encourage people to enjoy enjoy it because you know we're coming off of if we were to do a retrospective analysis of the arc of the astrological archetypal weather of, of the past two years i mean there's some heavy some heavy energies there some really kind of Tense, heavy energies, and um, you know, some of that has dissipated. So, you know, there's still some tension there, but some of that has dissipated. And so, I would say, you know, take the time to, like, get, take a breath, and and I mean, and then at the same time, you know, we might get a little like a yo-yo in the opposite direction, too, like too overblown and too like kind of you know, manically visionary. And if you see yourself doing that too, just, just laugh at yourself. Don't take it too seriously. And, 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 you know, I think we'll be all right. I love it. Enjoy yourself, confront to get closer, visualize, set some boundaries. What else did we talk about? 
make sure we're, we're planning. Discipline equals freedom. Getting some supportive waters. There's a, there's a lot here. There's a lot here. Yeah. And uh, and I really appreciate you, James, coming back on and having faith in me. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna drop this podcast today. What's it? What's today? March? No, January. Look at that, March. January eighth. <laughs> talk about March. Saturday. Um, and you know, um, b- before we head out, I just want to point out that um, you know, we're in a we're in a, uh, a Venus retrograde. We're actually gonna be in a in a Mercury retrograde too as we wrap up this month. And you, what we're doing, what you and I are doing, is we're going back and picking up the thread of something that happened years ago. Like we did a podcast and it didn't go through. And it, I mean, that was a long time ago. And now we're like picking up threads. Like we're going back like you today. You thought of me like you were in that first. Like you, you went back. So that's a little bit of that example, that retrograde action. I love it, man. It, boom. There it is, ladies and gents. Um, and then tell, how people can, how can people work with you one-on-one? Where can people find you, reach out to you? Are you, can you include links? Absolutely. Yeah, so I'll, I'll provide a link to set up a reading with me, one-on-one astrology reading, where you can, uh, you know, look at your year more specific to you. You know, I was able to tailor specifically a bit to Leo just because we know his birthday and we were looking at March. But, um, you know, we can really get into looking at your birth chart as a map of your psyche, understanding why you've been through what you have as a, as, and what strengths want to come out of the kind of larger themes of your life. And then where are you this year? What themes are up this year? What's the rhythm? You know, what what themes come up when? And then I'm gonna provide another link to my ebook, which helps explain why looking at the stars helps us understand something so close as our life. You know, why looking at something which is some of the farthest things away that you can see visually helps us understand something so close as our life. So I'll provide both those links to my website. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. And remember, last question that I ask of all my guests, because I always imagine there's one person listening in who may be on the precipice of wanting to end their life before you kill yourself. What would you say to them, James? Yeah, I'd say that, you know, when we, when we, when we, if we were to want to end our lives, there's a kind of a sense that we want to, there's something painful happening that we want to terminate and we want to get beyond. It's actually a principle transformation principle that's inside all of us. You know, all of us want to transform. We have inherent in our being a desire to transform. Every, you know, all things transform. Caterpillars become butterflies. And we all want to transform when we feel confined, that this isn't really like, you know, the right shape. We want to transform into something more. And sometimes that transformative principle gets interjected inwards and it feel like I have to shed this life in order to transform. And sometimes the transformation can come from realizing that our we are not a separate entity in life. We can actually, you know, at least through the astrological perspective, see that the, the external universe is a reflection of the internal universe, which is to say that life, your life isn't just your body. So if you end your body, it's not like you end your life. Your life is the whole story of your life. All the people you meet, all the events, it's the outer world as, as well as the inner world. And so in that sense, me talking to you, my voice is your life. So your life is talking to you right now. You know, through me, I'm a vehicle through which your life is talking to you. You know, like you tuned into this thing and you're listening to it and, you know, you got called to do that. And now you're hearing my voice, which is, again, life talking to you, pointing out 
that there's this larger way of being. We can transform. We can break the little box of feeling that we're all separate. We can be kind of part of a larger sense of, of life, you know, sense of life and meaning that we are the unfolding story of our lives. We are all the people, everything. It's not just my biological little box and, you know, my little consciousness inside my brain. No, you are life, capital L. That's what I have to say. I love it. Get out. We're, we're more than our biological box. It's beautiful. Uh, thank you, James. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for you going to get help for you calling a 1-800-SUICIDE or 1-800-273-TALKS or calling a friend, an enemy. Uh, wink at the stars, as James said. Get outside and, and, and talk to the moon. Talk, talk to the sun. The, the Indians have done it. Tribes have done it. Uh, our ancestors. The, the wolves it. do it. The wolves do it. That There's a dude who stands in front of the 7-Eleven. He does it every, every, every day. Uh, talk to someone. Give somebody a call, a chat, a text. Um, and you can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together. Thank you so much, James. All right. Thank you, Leo.